Pulpa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome, guys and gals, to another edition of the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Like an Eagle into the sea. Fly like an eagle, let that gear take over me. Flyracing.com and Racetech. Thank you guys for joining me. Man, it's been, what, only six days since the show. We're just cranking out these things. And if you guys haven't listened to the latest episode, number six of Coffee with the Kefers, that is up right now. And that is with Steve and Angela Mathis. Very fun show we did last weekend, so if you haven't checked it out, do yourself a favor, grab your wife, grab your chick, whatever it is, or grab your dude, and listen to the show. It's been really fun doing these, and it seems like you guys like them as well. I know I do, Heather does, and even Steve and Pookie said that was a damn fun show. So it's catching on, I like it, and uh, thank you guys for listening. But of course, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides. ATVs and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping, over 75 bones. So easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com should be the place for all of us to go shopping. And please, go to KeeferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner up on the home page, and then continue to live your life and do your shopping. That helps us on the back end, gives us a little taste, that's right, just a taste, of what you guys are purchasing, and lets them know that you guys like this show and they should sponsor this sucker for 2021. So thank you guys for doing that. Of course, you listen to my crappy voice about fly racing, flyracing.com. Go get yourself some new gear for Christmas or buy some for your significant other or your friend or for yourself. There's all different kinds of lines of gear We've got Evo, we've got Light Gear, we got Kinetic, we got Kinetic Mesh. It's getting a little cold outside, so maybe not the mesh right now. But nonetheless, Fly Racing has whatever that you need from mountain bikes to snowmobile to dirt bikes, whatever it is, they got it. Go check them out, flyracing.com, best God, I would say right now, man, I put on that Formula helmet, and I'm just like, this is the best damn helmet there is. There's only a couple that I really like, and Fly Formula is one of those helmets. So go check them out, please. You guys know the address, flyracing.com. Racetech, racetech.com, Chris Riesenberg. All the guys over at Racetech do a wonderful job with suspension, so why don't you send yours there? Question mark. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. And we will get your suspension up and running how it should. A little bit more comfort, a little bit more performance, more bump absorption. Just a basically fucking more comfortable ride. That's right. I said F word in there because that's how important suspension is. Go visit them, racetech.com. 
and then let them help you and live your life. Get those blisters off your hands. Trust me. Hey, not to be outdone, they do engine services as well. They did Aiden's Honda CRF250R project back in the day. They did uh, another head for my guy Colton Ack on the Suzuki RMZ250. So they do that as well. A lot of things over there. Email them if you have any questions. They're great people. OregonOldTimers.com. There's a race this weekend in Mesquite, Nevada. You like longer motos, you're an older dude, or maybe you even have a son. They have a support class. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. They're a part of the Old Timers Association. Mesquite, Nevada, there's a race on Halloween and Sunday, so October 31st and November 1, there is a race out there. They do a great job, run a tight program, longer motos, so go enjoy the weather. should be some good weather and some racing. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Com. And as you guys know, last but not least, icon-cbd.com. They've been doing some stuff for me on Coffee with the Kiefers. So if you guys are sore, trust me, it's not snake oil. It works. Every morning I wake up and put some of that stuff on my knees and my elbow and my joints just to, to kind of get me loosened up before I start stretching to start the day. So go check them out. Icon with a K, I-K-O-N-CBD.com. All right, so that's enough with the commercials. We're here to talk about the 2021 YZ250F. Lots of emails about this thing lately. What the hell, Kiefer? It's at the dealerships. Why haven't you freaking tested it? Well, I did two weeks ago. And the embargo is lifted this week, which is Wednesday. Now you guys are listening to it. So I'm here to talk about it. Some things I can and can't say. So I wish there wasn't an embargo, but Yamaha needs to get all the magazine and the media guys through this, and it's tough to wrangle us all in in the same week, so they spread this thing out over three, three and a half weeks, thus making it fair for all of us to have the same content, the same shit out to you guys all at once. So they put up these embargoes. So I'm doing a podcast about it. You can read uh, more information over on pulpmx.com, but I thought I would get you guys a little review what I thought of the changes, some changes that they made, a baseline setting for some suspension, and it's no secret. This is one of the, probably for me, one of the best 250Fs that you can ride in production form. So for 2021, they had over 15, what I'm reading here, over 15 engine component changes, as well as over 10 updated chassis component changes. So it is going off of a 450F platform. They did a lot of things. They went to work and tried to make some more mid to top end range power. And from what I'd gathered, and this is not coming from Yamaha or anyone else, I just see a trend going on lately when these 250Fs are getting revised. The trend is more mid to top in power. Kawasaki did it. Yamaha's doing it. Yamaha still has the class leading torque. Okay, so they're trying to stretch out that mid to top while trying to maintain as much torque as they can. So I just see these other guys, green and blue dudes, going the orange and white way. So the orange and white way doesn't have a lot of bottom end, but man, it sure does scream mid to top. Honda did that with their 250F. They they extended their over rev range. Their RPM range uh, was extended, I think, plus 300 RPM. And on paper, doesn't seem like much, but when you're riding 300 extra RPM in the over rev range is a lot. 
So I just see a trend going on. I guess that is what these manufacturers want to go to. They want to kind of traject more mid to top in and over rev and just try to keep as much torque as possible. But that is why a lot of these vet guys like the Yamaha YZ250F because it has a lot of torque. So for 2021, some of that is altered. We'll talk about that. But I'll just rip off some of these changes that I have here on my spec sheet. So obviously ECU, the settings have been optimized, different ECU settings. Timing chain and tensioner has been revised. The exhaust camshaft profile has changed. The cylinder head has also changed with a new intake port shape, a new airbox lid, a new shape. It has some vents in the back. So you 450F guys, if you want to uh, get a airbox cover with a little bit more vents, you can order a YZ250F cover, and that will help. And, of course, uh, air boot got a new shape. The water temp sensor is updated. Clutch basket and collar is updated. Transmission and shift cam have been revised. Water pump, impeller shaft, and oil seal have been changed. And, of course, the crankcase shape has been changed as well as the starting motor. They say the cable change on a starting motor. So I don't even know what a cable change would mean on a starting motor. But nonetheless, that's what it says here. And to rip off some of the chassis changes, uh, the handlebar holder, shape change. So that is actually a little bit different. Bar mounts, mainframe thickness has changed. Settings on the rear suspension as well as the fork have changed. Rear brake, caliper, hanger, and disc Front axle thickness change, front brake, caliper, pad, and disc. Engine bracket, front and top material and shape change. So just know that your engine mounts are different on the 2021 versus the 2020. And the foot peg material and the shape have changed a little bit, but nonetheless, it's in the same spot. Offset hasn't changed. All that is the same, but the main chassis change is... A refined frame, which has been increased in some areas, and then it has been reduced in a couple areas. So that has uh, basically tried to give the Yamaha a more positive, lean-in, cornering character. Yamaha, and I talked to the R&D guys, their goal was for 2020 to try to keep the same straight-line character, but get a more positive, lean-in, front-end feel. And that way, when you're starting to lean in, it doesn't feel heavy. I haven't really heard that many comments, especially for me or my test guys, that the YZ250F feels heavier than any other bike. But as you guys know, monkey see, monkey do. Yamaha uh, gets the gets the the rap, I guess, a bad rap about having uh, a fat midsection, and oh, it man, it doesn't have a lean, it doesn't have front end bite. Man, I honestly, I ride all these bikes, right? And this goes for 450s as well. To me, Yamaha is not the best, but it certainly isn't the worst in the cornering department. In some cases, uh, maybe not the tightest of tracks, but in some cases at Glen Helen, the Yamaha corner's the best for me. So when you have open corners, rolling corners, maybe not point and shoot straight 180 corners, but when you have some flowy tracks, the Yamaha turns pretty damn well, and that goes for the YZ250F. But in 2020, when they're trying to tighten up their game a little bit in the corner department to make you guys a little bit more um, happier to uh, lean that motorcycle into a rut. So what does all of this mean 
uh, when I went to go ride this thing. So I'll give you a breakdown of what I have done so far. So, of course, I had an introduction day with Yamaha, which was at State Fair. Uh, they've been doing an excellent job of prepping. So State Fair is soft, clay-based dirt. Gets really deep. If you see some of these videos on RacerX and other media outlets of Roxon and these guys riding, you will see how good and ruddy the dirt is. Granted, there may be only three to four lines versus ten, like you guys on the East Coast, but nonetheless, it's deep, they're long, and you get a good feel of cornering and chassis at this track. So this is the reason why I chose this track for this 250F. And then I went to Glen Helen as well for engine feel and load chassis feel. So these are the two tracks that I really dissected this bike at. I've had very, um, I've had a lot of familiarity with these tracks because I go to these a lot with different companies and manufacturers to test at. And to me, I have a little bit of an East Coast feel over there at State Fair. Then I have this West Coast wide open hills and 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 uh, engine character feel that I get at Glen Helen. So to me, that is the the best. I guess, first impression tracks that I can give you guys right now. But nonetheless, spent about six hours on this bike. It came with an hour on the bike, so I have almost 7.2 hours on it. And right away for me, I noticed chassis changes more than engine changes. So the Yamaha guys don't really like when I tell them this, especially Travis and and then these R&D guys, because I know how much time they put in these bikes, but... I really like the 2020 power band. Yes, I would like a little bit more mid to top, but the Kiefer free feeling ECU map actually helped that along. So I use that map a lot in the 2020. I immediately got in this 2021 and noticed there is slightly less bottom end torque feel, and there is more mid range uh, meat. Top end, slightly stretched out, not a lot, and then to me, over-rev is about the same. So I'm getting a little bit in the mid-range to top end, but for me, guys, I wanted even more uh, stretch out of second and third gear. I felt like second gear was real short, but I couldn't quite lug it in third gear like I could in the 2020. So I changed the maps, which I'll have up on keyforingtesting.com shortly. Uh, I tried some different maps, and it helped stretch that mid-range to top in a little bit more so I could use second gear more and then stay in that third gear range after I got out of a corner. So I wasn't, like, blown away by the engine changes, but I will note you this. It doesn't have as much engine braking as the 2020. It's a little bit freer feeling. It almost feels like the Kiefer free feeling map inside of the 2021 engine it's just a little bit less drag coming into corners the 2021 bike doesn't pitch as much so i like that right off the bat and i could tell that right away so if you guys are familiar with the yamaha and you jump on a 21 you guys should be able to feel that right away that's within two laps i feel oh wow this engine's already freed up it's not as tight there's not a lot of drag on it and that's without even breaking it in i was riding a 1.2 hour bike it wasn't even barely broke in and it was that way right away so i do like that they said they increased the volume in the muffler okay and the stock on the stock muffler 
It's still very loud. To me, it's a little bit less raspy sounding, but nonetheless still very loud. So if you guys are, are bummed on that, that really hasn't changed. The raspiness, the tinginess of that muffler is better, but it's still very loud to the ear as well as an intake noise. I'm used to Yamaha, so it doesn't bother me as much. To me, it sounds really racy and throaty, but... For some of you guys coming off of a KTM or something, it's going to be like, whoa, it's very uh, it's very loud compared to a KTM-esque. Uh, so once I had a different map installed, uh, which I want to call like a mid-to-top-end map, didn't take away the torque feel um, that I already had on the 2021, but it just increased my ability to stretch out each gear between corners. So... Sometimes with the stock map on the 2021, I couldn't decide if I wanted to shift into third or just let this some bitch eat into second and just rev the shit out of it. But I come to find out that using second gear and revving it out didn't really help the load situation coming into some ruddy corners. So I shifted into third, but didn't have enough snap. Switched to this map. It helped me pull second gear longer. Didn't... uh have as much load on the engine and the chassis when I went in these corners, so I liked that map. I'll post that up on my website soon for you guys. But for me, the beauty of this Yamaha is how adjustable it is in the engine area. I wish they had more adjustability through the chassis, you know, aka foot peg positions. They do have bar mount positions, but for me, I just wish they had more adjustability in the chassis area. But I do like the fact that you can really alter the Yamaha's engine character with the Power Tuner app. Again, guys, it's very easy to use. Um, There are tutorials out there if you Google it, how to use Yamaha Power Tuner app. It's not that hard. And just I want to (laughs) really reiterate, when you guys go and get on your Wi-Fi on the CCU on your bike... It will say under in little little words on your phone. It says no internet and no internet connection. That's normal. That is fine. You still will be connected to your CCU. So just note that. I get a lot of emails saying, "Oh, they say no internet connection." Well, you, the check mark next to your your CCU number, your Wi-Fi number, will be checked. You're connected. So you can always go onto your your monitor and flick your throttle, and you'll see your TPS moving up and down. And For reference, guys, hit the start button every now and again just so it knows that you're still there. Because if you do start messing with it and you're like, oh, I got to put this button in and put, you know, input some some numbers in here, it will just kind of shut itself off and then you'll have to reconnect. So just hit the start button every minute or two. That's what I do. And you'll have no problem. So thank God Yamaha makes it easy. I know KTM has one coming out, but I've messed with that a little bit and it's not quite as easy as a Yamaha Power Tuner app. So that can, if you guys are looking for a little more mid-range to top-end feel, more stretch in second and third gear, go to keyforingtesting.com. I'll throw a map up there. Copy that. And make sure you pay attention to the throttle position values as well as the positions and all of that because you can change the value and the position on your Yamaha Power Tuner app. You will see the value, okay, and all those values, the numbers, plus, minuses, and then you'll see position, throttle position, percentage on the side. You can change those as well. So just make sure you guys have all of that identical because sometimes we will change the throttle positions on these maps 
and then as well as the values, and you guys just change the values and say, man, it doesn't feel the same or it doesn't feel any different. You got to change the throttle positions as well. So just pay attention to that stuff. Just slow down. I know you're excited to ride, but if you're bored at home, just pre-program that map while you're sitting on the couch. So that way when you get to the fucking track, you're not tweaking out and changing a bunch of shit. You already have it loaded in there. You can just immediately put it into your bike. That's kind of what I do. Just forecast a little bit. Just forecast. Makes it real easy when you go to the track because I'm guilty of it as well. I'll get to the track. I want to test a couple things, and I'll forget because I'm so excited because I'll look at the track, and it looks so damn good. I'm like, ah, ah, I just got to get on the track. (laughs) Got to get on the track. (laughs) And I just, oh, shit, I forgot to do uh, a map change. So just forecast a little bit. Little little tip for me. Um, so yeah, so that's the engine feel. Again, a little less torque, a little more mid-range meat, a little more top end, but for me, still need a little bit more to compete with the KTM or even the new Kawasaki KX250 as well. Those really rev out really far. So having that map will help that get it closer. I will say this. It is... Still, it still has the most torque in class. If you guys are a vet dude and you want an easy bike to ride and you want to just kind of lug it around, there is no other better bike than a YZ250F. You can't lug a KX. You cannot lug a KTM. You cannot lug a Honda. Uh, Sure as hell can't lug a Suzuki if those are still out there and they're available. But the Yamaha YZ250F is torquey and is very vet friendly if you're 190, 200 pounds, it's still it's still a good bike. You're not in shape. You don't want to get whiskey throttle on a 450. God knows that a YZ450F is fast. It might be too fast for you. A YZ250F is very, very reasonable to ride. And I will note this. My kid is 125 pounds. He rides a Honda CRF250R. He thinks the YZ250F is too fast for his uh, DNR ass, is what I call him, because he doesn't have a lot of meat on him. He's just starting to, uh, his nuts are just starting to drop a little bit, so uh, his voice is changing, but still, I've had him ride the YZ250F, and he likes a Honda and even a Kawasaki a little bit better because it's not as fast down low. So if you have a child, or if you are a dad listening to this, and you're thinking, hey, my kid's 120 pounds, um, I just thought I would throw that out there for a reference because Aiden's a pretty good rider, he has good technique, but he doesn't need that that torquiness down low because they're so light. So I need to get him a map to calm it down. So I created a map to uh, which I call the DNR map. I will post it up on keyforinktesting.com, but it, it will kind of soften that low end hit a little bit and give him some more mid-range pulling power so he's not so scared of this thing when he's trying to roll a rut or into a corner or get him as tired because his little spaghetti string arms can't hang on to some blue crew power so look for the dnr map soon up on keyforinktesting.com i'm still trying to work on a little bit to where he's happy again he's not the he's not the most uh critical test rider but i do try to get some things out of him and we're working on that map as well hey sorry for the interruption there guys we're gonna hit some commercials listen to them there's some discount codes save yourself some money they're not that long Some of them sound better than others, but nonetheless, we'll be back. YZ250F Talk.
All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas, is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saves you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race, October 31st, November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com. And check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. And I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D Lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So 
Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being, and he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. You looking for some chassis parts on your new bike? Or what about your old bike? Just wanted to ride a little bit better, corner a little bit better, get some more stability? You can go to ride-engineering.com. They have clamps. They have bar mounts. They have axle blocks. They have plugs. They have uh, brakes. They have calipers. They got all different kinds of stuff. Just go browse around that website, ride-engineering.com. I do some testing for them from time to time with Adrian. Adrian over there, the owner, he likes to ride as well as test his own product. So I like that he does that. And for me... Not every bike needs chassis components, and he's also aware of that, too. So just go check him out, ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 at checkout, and you can save yourself 25% off anything Ride Engineering sells. Go check him out. Thanks, guys. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 
you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe... Just maybe you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. We are back with the show. No need to fast forward now. We are here. We're going to talk about the YZ250F's chassis. Here we go. Now, where I really get excited about this bike is the chassis. Kind of ripped off some chassis changes for you guys and the frame that they changed up here. And I'm kind of looking at this, this book that they, that they gave us here to look at. And uh, I wanted to really uh, hone in on something that I think has helped the cornering. So the new top clamp has a revised shape and the front and rear area reduced. The rigidity is decreased. The new front axle, the inner axle diameter is increased 1.4 millimeters, and the rigidity has decreased 20%. So this is huge for me as far as comfort coming into a corner. It really has helped this bike um, feel a little bit more front-end biased, uh, a little bit better lean-angle traction for me. I'm still not a huge fan of the Bridgestone tires. I would go to a 3S front 33 rear if you're a Dunlop guy. If not, um, I'm, I know the R&D guys at Yamaha are not huge fans of Pirelli's, but I do like a MX32 mid-soft and rear tire for cushion. I like that feel. But man, the 21 Yamaha is, to me, a noticeable different change. It has a different feel to it. When I'm going into a corner, it has a little bit of a lighter feel, a little bit lighter tip in, along with more front and traction. And this all has something to do with the, the frame rigidity, as well as what I just mentioned, the new top clamp and the axle. So when I went to State Fair, uh, I had there's three or four ruts leading into one rut. So you have these lines coming into one line. And with the 2020, again, a little bit of pitching had some engine braking, and then I would never get a positive front feel on my initial lean. With this 21, it feels planted. It'll stay in the rut, and then I can really start my lean a little bit earlier or have the freedom to stand up in a lot of these corners that are ruddy. So I like that feel. I couldn't really perform those maneuvers on a 2020 without slowing my pace down. My pace has been increased. And my front tire sticks better, and the overall bike feels what we call cornering stability is up for 2021. I do like that feel. Immediately what I noticed as well is the whole bike rides a little bit higher in the stroke than the 2020 version. The 2020 version feels a little bit soft. It moves. It has a little bit... 2020 has a little bit of a small a little more, I should say, a little more small bump absorption comfort than the 2021, but the 21 can be um, a little bit more racy. I can jump into things harder. 
I can get in the corners harder when I'm pushing. If I'm cruising around, the 2020 feels more comfortable, but when I'm really trying to get in it and trying to set my lap times or drop my lap times, the 21, it has a more positive feel and I can hang it out a little bit more because it just seems planted to the ground better than last year's um, frame and top clamp and axle. So overall, 21, a little bit more racy. You can push it a little bit harder. I would I would venture to say that the star Yamaha guys or these pros that are going to race these bikes next year are going to be really happy of what this chassis is going to give them. The, the bike itself has a better baseline feel than the 2020 version, and I really like the 20 version. So to me, the biggest difference, if you could take anything away from this podcast, was Kiefer loves the chassis way more than 2020. The 21 motor, eh, a little better. It's a little better. It's not huge. But man, the chassis for me is where I feel the most benefit when I hop on this bike. So for you Yamaha Blue Crew guys, if you're having a little bit of problem trying to get in the corners, or maybe you have a little bit of problem cornering stability when the rut gets all hacked out and jacked up, this bike, this 21YZ250F, will help you get a little bit more comfortable. And I would venture to say that your lap times will drop because of that only. We did some lap times back-to-back on the 2020. And granted, the track at State Fair was a, maybe a, a minute 20. Uh, I was a, almost a second faster on the 21. And this is the end of the day. Two laps to two laps, back-to-back. Almost a second faster on the 21 versus the 2020. And I re- when I do these little side-by-side tests, and these lap time tests, I really try hard to hit the same line, do the same thing, and push with the same intensity on both bikes. And it's shocking to me when I see these uh, lap times because I don't feel like they're faster. And then I, I see them and I'm like, holy shit, um, you know, almost a second. So in two laps, I can almost put two seconds on my Ghost Rider and two, on the 2020. So that is a lot. And that's in two laps. So for me, again, planted feel is up. Um, when I go to Glen Helen on the 2020, when having what I call high load situations. So I'm coming down these hills and at the pocket of these hills at Glen Helen, there are these big, huge bumps and then the bike loads and then you have to set up for a corner. On the 2020, when I hit these bumps under load, the whole bike will load and then unload and then it's very difficult to get my lean in on these shallow dishes that we have at Glen Helen. Again, not ruts at Glen Helen, dishes. They're just little cups that you got to find your fucking wheels in, right? Very difficult. We don't have the best prep at all times at Glen Helen. So to get set up and into those little dishes is sometimes very tricky. On the 21, I didn't have to be as precise because the bike overall didn't move as much on those loads. So for me, again, easier to ride, more comfortable, and easier to go fast on with this new chassis. I like that. I like that feeling straight up. It's just a better overall feel for guys that want to push hard. And for me, you think about it, Yamaha and where they're trying to direct their sales towards, I would say the younger side of it is buying these bikes versus the older side of it. But nonetheless, if you're an older guy, a little heavier guy, this chassis will complement what you need better than the 2020 version simple simple math here dude kyb yamaha 
is the best stuff stock ever. I say it slow. I say it crisp. I say it loud. KYBSSS, three S's, is the best fork. And it's easy to make it even better, guys. It's not that difficult. You can adjust the suspension, and it's easy to adjust. On other brands and other models, it's very difficult to adjust the suspension and find a happy medium. The window on the Yamaha and the KYB bike is, I'm, the, I'm sorry, the window on the Yamaha and the KYB suspension is very wide. Track toughness is very good on the YZ250F. So if you guys have a pen and a paper, now's the time to grab it. Here is my setting that I came up with that I like a lot. I came up with 104 millimeters sag, so just know that. 104 millimeters. I have compression eight clicks out. High-speed compression, seven-eighths. So standard setting is one out on high-speed. I'm seven-eighths. Standard setting on low-speed is 10. I'm at eight. Rebound, I didn't screw with. I left it at 10. Standard spring rate, 56 newton meter. Um, again, 104 millimeters of sag. The compression on the fork, I'm at eight out. Standard is 11. Rebound, I am 9 out. Standard is 10. And, of course, front. This is a, I've been looking at this, and I'm back and forth on it. The fork height is 7 millimeters, okay? I dropped it to 5 millimeters at Glen Helen. And any other, if you guys are East Coast listening to this and you guys want to run a tighter track, ruddier track, leave it at 7. If you have a faster, ruddier, uh, choppier track, Drop your fork down to five. That is important. But with that setting, man, I could push hard. I can land in some G outs. And it's just overall has a lot of bump absorption feel compared to other bikes. The KX250 suspension is also very good. But for me, very tough to beat what the Yamaha R&D, R&D engineers came up with as far as the frame along with KYB suspension. It's just a nice package that's easy to get along with and easy to set up. But please, oh please, check your sag. I said this in the last podcast. I am fine with helping all of you guys. I love it. it it's rewarding for me. But just do help me, Jerry Maguire me a little bit. Help me help you. Set your sag. When you get your new bike, set it. Break it in four or five hours. Check it. Might be sacked out a little bit. Okay, tighten it up. Do the A-ray. Tighten it up. Should be 104 millimeters, right? And it should be good for a while. Just check it maybe once every two to three weeks. Please. It's easy to do. It's amazing what a bike can feel like with sag that is off. So just so you guys know, if your bike feels like dog shit and you come to me and you go, man, I got a 21YZ250F and it's doing this, I'm going to ask you what your sag is. So... 104 millimeters where it should be. That was my overall experience with the 2021 YZ250F. As as usual, I'm going to put a lot of time on this thing, give you guys some more reliability, durability information, some mods. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to try some different suspension specs, some valving to see if it helps it or hurts it. I know Racetech has some settings that they want to go through, so maybe we'll get that up as well on this podcast as well as KieferingTesting.com. Another thing I want to note that I want to try and hone in on a little bit, two things. 
One is the ergonomics. I was talking to uh, Christian Craig, New Star Racing member. He thought the his height, the foot peg height was too high. He wanted to drop them. I did that test on the flow pegs. Uh, that's up on my website now. That says that they drop them 10 down and 10 back. Well, since Yamaha made the change way back in, I think, 2016 with the peg height, um, it only the flow pegs only will drop them 2 millimeters, but will set them back 10 millimeters. I've been riding with this setup for a little bit. I like it. I'm 5'11". Christian is also, I think he's maybe six foot six one. He needs a little bit more room. I will say that I did give that stock front hole a chance. I rode with it. I rotated my bars back a little bit. Do I like it better than the in in the the rear hole? No. I I like my rear hole, and then you drop those pegs down a little bit and back. It helps the cockpit open up a lot for me. I just feel like when I bring those bar mounts back to the rear hole towards me and have it you know, just perpendicular to the fork, I have better front end traction. I noticed that after day one, I went back to the old school hole, which is the rear hole, and it just seemed to be more relaxing for me in corners. Again, I'm 5'11", I have long limbs, but for me, that was a better feel. Uh, you can try some flow pegs. That'll drop them down a little bit. If you guys know another company that's dropping the Yamaha YZ pegs, let me know because I searched. Can't really find anybody with pegs that drop them down and bring them back besides uh, flow. Again, flow is spelled F-L-O. But if you guys know something that I don't, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com. I would love to know because I want to try some. I'm always looking around, doing things with the cockpit area and the Yamaha. There's one thing that Yamaha is lacking. It is ergonomics. It's hard to beat a new Kawasaki or a Honda. They just sit on them and you just feel good. You don't feel like uh, you're cramped at all. So another thing to, to manage and watch is seat foam. Try to take your seat off when you wash your bike. The foam will not break down as quick. I do notice that this Yamaha seats, after about 15 hours, the foam gets kind of soft, and then it hurts your ass because it's thin on the side. So go to a Guts foam. That'll help. Go to a standard Guts foam, not a firm. Firm is way too hard on my ass. Standard foam, get a gripper cover, live life happy. Clutch life. Man, I use Blood Racing 1040 uh, Pro Series Oil. Yamaha has a good clutch. Oh, you guys are on hydraulic game. There's nothing wrong with the Yamaha YZ clutch. To me, it lasts a long time. It doesn't drag. I get a good feel out of it. You know, cable clutch, don't hate on it. I could go either way, hydraulic or cable, but I do like a cable clutch on starts a lot more. I got to compliment the Yamaha guys. I do like the feel of the Yamaha clutch. Run some good oil on that thing. Your clutch should last a long time. If you guys want a discount on a case of blood, you can email me. I'll get you the code. And then uh, I think it's 25% off. But that is good oil. Yes, it's synthetic. And no, it will not drag or slip. So um, nice feeling clutch from the Yamaha guys. I will talk about the Bridgestones again. Not huge fans. I would wear through them on your first you know, go around. Just you know, wear the shit out of them. And then I would switch to a Dunlop. I spoke to the Yamaha R&D guys, and they've actually said they tested some Dunlops before, and they just thought the Bridgestones were a little bit better. 
But to each his own. I'm not a really an X20 guy. I'm more of a Dunlop slash Pirelli guy. So uh, look into that. If that's a problem, you guys are wondering, hey, how come I don't have a lot of front-end traction? Drop down for me on the Bridgestone X20s. I dropped my uh, tire PSI to 12.5 in the front and 13 in the rear. If you're a Dunlop MX 3S front, 33 rear guy, 3S front, 13.5 PSI. Rear, I go down to 12.5 in the 33. Pirelli MX32 mid-soft, 14.14. It's a soft carcass, so you need a little bit more PSI, and 14 PSI seems to be the right pressure for the Pirellis. So again, that's my uh, impression on the YZ250F. If you guys have any questions, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Kudos to the guys at Yamaha for building a bike that is, one, reliable. You guys uh, emailing me, oh, what timing chains? Uh, Kiefer, they said to change my piston after, uh, what was it, 20 hours? No, you don't have to. Owner's manual, unless you guys are just pros and revving the shit out of it, there's no need to change a timing chain or a piston at 20 hours. Last year's 2020, I mean, I feel like I can ride a bike at a decent level, and we went over the 45-hour mark and didn't change anything besides oil and filters. So don't freak out on what your owner's manual says. Sometimes I think it's a little bit overkill on those, especially when it comes to timing chains and top ends and things like that. You don't need to change that uh, top end at that quick. So um, reliability is good on these bikes. There always is an exception to the rule. Sometimes some of these people have a problem, then they tell you, then you start freaking out. Just relax. If you guys have a question about that, just email me. I will tell you everything that I've had experience with, uh, good or bad. Um, I had a guy email me the other day that said, Hey, Kiefer, will you please tell me the truth? I really want an honest opinion. And he gave me the question. And I'm like, I emailed it back. I go, dude, you don't have to start that email out like that. I'm not in the business to bullshit or lie to you. I'm not getting paid to lie to you guys. So... I'll always tell you the truth or what I know. And if I don't know, I'm fine with saying I don't know. I'm no, I have no problem with that. If I don't have that spec, I will tell you I don't have that spec. So uh, try to be as straight up as possible and transparent with you guys. So, so that wraps it up, man. 40 minutes of YZ250F talk. I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast as well. Always check out racerxonline.com for the video side. You guys can look and see how I rode this thing. And I'll talk about it. And this podcast is more of the breakdown, a little bit more tidbits about the bike. KieferInkTesting.com. You guys want to see some articles or uh, setting specs or ECU specs. You can go there. And, of course, PulpMX.com. I also do some stuff over there as well. As you guys know, Steve Mathis is Blue Crew. So I try to keep as much Blue Crew content over there as possible for him. And, of course, you guys know my email and heather at keferinktesting.com. If you guys want some merch, it's getting cold outside. We got hoodies. Kiefer Ink Testing checkmark hoodies, zip hoodies. You guys like zip hoodies. Uh, we have them in stock. We're going to put some uh, pullovers, some new style pullovers up on the site soon. But Heather is the woman that handles the merch. Thank you guys for ordering and repping. I'd love to see it. If you guys are repping, tag at Testing on Instagram, and we will repost and love to see all that stuff. So hope to see you guys at the track. You know, come give me a jingle. Come give me a talk. Just make sure you check your sag, all right? See you on the next go-around, dudes.